0: I have to tell myself all the time, the goal here is 90%, not 100%, which may sound backwards. In fact, I want to give 110% to everything I do. But the reality is that when you shoot for 100 or 110%, you can't get to as many things and often never actually get the things done. This feels very off brand to me, I have to be honest, but I really wanted to do this podcast because it's something I wish I would have learned years ago. Know when it's a project that is best with 90% effort so it gets done and on time or when you want it done and you can move on to the next. In business and in life, some things I just really wanted timed out on me. It felt like such a big project and I wanted to do it so thoroughly that I never had time or made time for what felt like a monster project. And other times when I took something of the same scale, told myself I was gonna get it done the best I could in four hours, It was great, and it was done. I think there is so much power in knowing when 90% effort is the best in certain situations. That's what we're talking about today Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Today we are talking about how awesome it is when you are able to realize which projects or tasks you should goal at 90%. Now let me explain what this whole thing means. So, what I'm talking about is say you have a project in front of you, a project, a task, something that you want to get done. Your goal probably is always to do it 100%. Like you want to give it your full effort, your full energy, your full everything. Or maybe you're a 110% type person where, like, I don't want it to just be great. I want it to be really great. So, however you kind of picture your goals, like 100% complete great or like beyond, I think that we, want to always do things at this level, right? You want to have an idea and you want to execute it fully. Like say you want to put together a gift basket for a friend. So you have these different ideas of all, all these 12 different things that your friend loves and you're going to put this gift basket together. But say you get into the process of it and it just gets hard the chocolate she likes isn't made right now. And then this is out of stock and this can't come in time. And fi- and you're like battling like, okay, this, is, ugh, this isn't this is working, but I'm gonna keep trying. So then you race to the mall and you race to Target and you put something together, you're not really liking it. And now it's this you know, relatively small task, a birthday gift for a friend that's become this big adventure. What I'm talking about in goaling for 90% is knowing that sometimes... You don't need to reach for 100 or 110% because nobody else will know the difference. And sometimes just getting it done is a much bigger win. Now, there are lots of different examples that's just kind of a simple one to kind of explain what I'm talking about. Your friend would have never known this new idea for something that maybe you can do completely online and it takes you 10 minutes to order and it's still really lovely for her and specific to her, something that she would like. To you, you really wanted to do this elaborate basket, but just knowing, hey, it's just not working. This time, this isn't working. So rather than you know spending half a day racing all over the place, I'm just going to refocus and think, okay, I just have to get this done. I'm gonna give myself 30 minutes and I'm gonna search online. I'm gonna figure out what I can do and then done. And yes, it's 90%, it's not 110%, but nobody else will know the difference. It's still great. And then you move on to something else. This has been such a huge lesson for me, definitely starting in business, in running my business and having to make so many decisions. I realized along the way and through many mistakes that, 100% was killing me sometimes. So for my company, Million Dollar Tan, when I would create, let's say I'm creating a Valentine's Day gift set. So I have the bag designed, a custom bag in China, um, and say we are going to do the logo on it. We're going to have it die cut so all the bottles fit perfectly in the side and the blending mitt has its own pouch in the back and the handle and the hang tag and everything is perfectly customized. And then, so say I put, I put in all the specifics, I work with, I work with the factory, we get all this going. And then say I get the sample back and it's so far off. And I know it's going with the time difference and the language barrier and you know racing against the clock to make sure I have enough time for this gift set. A lot of times, this is the, the wrong mistake I would make is I would just keep pushing. Like I am so obsessed with this gift set. I know people are gonna love it. It's gonna be the cutest gift. There's no, there's no cutting corners on this. I'm just gonna do it. And sometimes it worked. But a lot of times I would spend so much time on it where if I would have realized in that situation, this, oh, oh, this is a 90% situation. This is one of those times where, like, I'm giving lots of energy. It's not working. I need to go to this lab and say, okay, we're gonna scratch it. Instead of doing a custom bag, I want you to give me, you know, your best couple options of what you have that's standard or what you can make easily that's not custom. I'll save the money there and then I'll add something cool. I'll add a cool keychain that you could take off often keep and a custom hang tag with you know a big die cut heart hang tag that says everything that's in it. You know like being willing to be flexible on it. So to me that's you know that's great. Like the end result was great not really really great not that 110, but then it's done. And in business I learned a lot of times sometimes I would keep pushing and then I would time out on the project I would either time out because I would keep pushing for something that was just not really working or taking too long. Or on the flip side, I would have a big project that I just knew I wanted to do really, really well. So I never quite got to it. Do you have anything on your to-do list that's like this, that you have this big project and it's like every day when you kind of look at your things to do, you're like, okay, I'll do that later. That's huge. That's that's big. I got it. I don't have time for that. Let's pick the quicker things. And then before you know it, you look and six months has gone by. Or if you're like me, a year has gone by and there are certain sort of big projects on your list that never even get touched. So what I've realized is for those big projects, first, on my to-do list, I try to not put any monster projects. I try to make steps into it. So if you have something big that you want to do, maybe it's, you know, start writing a book. Maybe instead of something or start a blog or or create your own website rather than something that's so huge that you can't even you know really wrap your mind around, I'll like, know that that's it, but I'll just write a couple steps. Like, What are the first two steps? Maybe you want to, if you're writing a book, find a ghostwriter or take an online course about writing a book so you know. You know, like make it smaller chunks. So I try not to have anything monstrous that just feels like way too huge and overwhelming. But what I've realized is when things get complicated, if I'm willing to go, okay, this is too, this is not going to be efficient with my time any longer. I need a new plan. I'm willing to jump ship and go to something else because I see the stars are not aligning on this and I want to get to other things. And I'm telling you, when I, also these big monster projects that sit on my to do list sometimes and never ever move, Aside from breaking them down to smaller pieces, I also think okay, decompress it. I'm you. This has, this project seems so huge. Maybe it's um, make sure that every device is backed up my my desktop, my phone, my laptop is backed up and synced properly and everything is signed into the right YouTube channel and everything is signed in, you know, all that whole thing, right? So say you want to make sure everything's synced and everything's backed up on a, I would like to back it up on an actual hard drive and then also in a cloud hard drive. So I'll have something like that on my list that feels like lots and lots of steps. And then, when I've real, when now that I embrace my the 90% version of myself, I'll say, okay, you have four hours. That's it. You have four hours to figure it out. So whether I spend an hour learning and watching YouTube and figuring out like the you know most efficient ways to do this since all this cool technology stuff changes and gets updated and more efficient all the time, or I just get in it and say, okay, you've got four hours. That's it. Here's the goal. Here's a set amount of time. Go, it must finish. I've always been so interested in the studies that show or in the studies about productivity and people at work. You know, if you are at work and you have to leave early for something, say you normally work eight hours in a day, but that day you can only work four because you have to leave early, you magically get the same amount of stuff done. How? Because you condense it. You know, you've only got four hours, you gotta hustle. And I pictured this kind of 90%, this 90% way of looking at projects in the same way. Condense it down and hustle. Maybe it doesn't have to be the most thorough thing that you've ever done. Maybe you have to kind of cut corners a little bit. And for me, cutting corners or like jumping ship on a good idea felt so painful. But then after living it, it's so much more painful to never get to other projects. So for me, I really try to stay focused and we'll get, I've done lots of podcasts on distractions and having a healthy relationship with technology. But that is a huge part of this whole thing. I know a lot of us sometimes will get into a project and maybe we'll get 90% of the way done and then it starts getting tricky or maybe you don't know how to finish this email and then you allow yourself to get distracted. You're like, okay, I'm just going to check email, check social media, check my text messages. I try to tell myself no multitasking, do one thing, push through and done push through and done I do it with booking vacations or you know I make sure I ask I ask my husband I make sure it's fine with with all the schedules or whatever I need to arrange and then I sit down on my laptop get on the phone one thing book one thing book like be decisive no listen life is long if I don't do a perfect job this time I can always correct or adjust along the way or I'll do it better next time. But I think that some of these things that we can sit and debate and be indecisive about and and have the windows up on my computer. I used to have so many windows up on my computer, especially with business. Now I just tell myself, make a decision and move on. Make a decision and move on because there's nothing worse than an opportunity sort of timing out because you don't give it the attention it needs. You know, if you can have an opportunity and then sometimes if you lag on it or procrastinate, by the time you get to it, sometimes the opportunity is not there anymore. In that case, doing all those other things before at 90% would have been way better because then you get to all the things. So waste for me, this is like a think about when to jump ship is when you might be wasting time or wasting money. For me, this usually comes out in if I'm doing stuff for the kid's school or room parent stuff or or when I'm planning kids' birthday parties parties and celebrations, I love, but especially kids' birthday parties, I love everything about it. I love the magic of it. I love the celebration. I love that moment in time, the theme of what each kid likes and what we plan to do together. I love it. But I've also realized that you have to be willing to change your idea if it's going to waste time or cost you too much money. Ask yourself, okay, now that this has gotten complicated, whatever it is is it worth it i find that it's usually not and it's better to make a new plan because remember it's going to be 90% to you but it's not going to be to anybody else so that's your red flag if it's going to if it's going to take way too much time or way too much money maybe it's time to shift for the shift to a new idea doing things this way gives you downtime And that's sort of the beauty of it. We're not meant to be productive workhorses 24 hours a day. You don't have to be working all the time. But now you'll be able to feel accomplished that you've just gotten things done. You've executed efficiently and you have time to get outside and do the things you love with the people you love and then come back refreshed. Have you ever worked so much to where you like, you, whether it's you know work work or if it's just your to do list and your projects to where you your speed gets so slow because you're just you have so many things and it just starts weighing you down. That's the time you hop up and take a break because at that point you're not working at your most productive your most productive state and then it drains you and it makes you procrastinate and distract yourself and all those things. Let's talk about distraction. So. Our phone, of course, is the biggest biggest distraction. And every time we check your, our messages or our emails or your Instagram, your direct messages, your brain releases dopamine, a chemical that makes us feel good. And you, it, it feels good so your body gets addicted to it. So you sort of like subconsciously start craving it. And the only way to satisfy that craving is to go back and check your email, your text, your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever it is. notifications figure out when you're doing when you're in this productive state how th- things the things that will cause you to react don't interrupt you i read a fascinating study that says like every time you're interrupted from doing a major task it takes you 23 minutes to really get back in the mindset you know you have to backtrack like where was i super interesting so start your day right don't check your email and social first thing in the day because it just gets your mind it gets your it kind of just sets you up to to procrastinate you know rather than waking up fresh with clear goals and priorities maybe it's even just like a clear mind or maybe you're focusing on your priorities for the day your priorities in general but i find that if you start checking things it puts you in reactionary mode rather than being proactive and sort of like owning your day. I'm a big fan of writing out your list ahead of time. So it's the night before, or maybe you just write out your list of what you want to accomplish in the week. The reality is life happens. Some days we don't have as much energy or there's, you know, a crisis to deal with or someone in in your circle is sick. Or, you know, different things go on. So I love a full week's list and then I kind of break it down by a priority for the day. But that way I'm not spending so much time rewriting all the lists, but I'm like, this is the whole week. Hopefully, you know, hopefully I can get it done, you know, or half first half of the week. Sometimes it might take me all the way till the end of the week to get the list done. But I like that because it just gives me a little bit of flexibility and then I don't feel bummed at myself if I'm not. I try to make realistic lists. So I'm, I feel good about what I've accomplished rather than writing every possible thing ever that needs to be done. And then it's physically impossible to get it done. And then you feel bummed that you got three things out of 47 things. So write your list ahead of time, make it reasonable. I know that you know, in this whole process of getting more done with this 90% mindset, you might have to say no to things and not overcommit. Because that's kind of part of it. If you say yes to things, anything that you say yes to, it spreads your time out more thin. So I really realized, man, even if it's something that I, I feel badly saying no, but if I know, if I have these clear goals, I just can't take anything on and this thing that's being presented, to be honest, is not something that is really gonna fill my soul, it doesn't drive me forward, I just can't take it on. I find that it's better to say no politely upfront and then I'm I'm able to get more done. And one more thing about multitasking, I'm telling you, it's sometimes multitasking can be a way to procrastinate. Like, you know, if you have something tricky and you kind of, you get to it, like I was saying how you can get 90% of the way done and then you'll, oh, you know what? Actually, let me call and do this too while I finish this. I've made myself completely stop this. nope. You focus on one thing and you do nothing until that one thing is done and then you move on to the next thing. I think that my in my mind, I, I, I was trying to tell myself, oh, I'm just gonna kind of multitask and be more productive. But then once I really dissected it, it was kind of a form of procrastinating, like not wanting to, ugh, not knowing how to finish something or not wanting to really tackle it because it was tricky or if it was you know, in some way frustrating or whatever it is. I've been thinking about doing a podcast, some podcast episode, something about like eating the frog or hugging the monster. I love those sayings. And I think it's such a good, like, because they're just, you know, kind of funny sayings that you remember. It's such a good reminder to wake up, eat the frog, hug the ma- monster, eat the frog, do the thing that like feels the biggest or like that you would dread the hardest thing, do the hardest thing first and hug the monster. Basically, like if there's something scary or something that intimidates you, hug the monster, get comfortable with it and tackle it. I think I'm going to do a podcast more about that because I love that concept. And I think just having that visual really like puts it, you know, it puts it to life. For me, productivity is about accomplishing your highest priorities effectively and efficiently. That's the goal. Know that your first few hours of the day are your best. You are the most sharp and you are the most productive. I always say protect your headspace. I also think you just have to protect your time. And especially in the first few hours of the day. I have my big my big weekly list and I kind of adjust it based on how, how everything else is going. So if I can tell like I am slow on energy, okay, I'm going to do mostly computer work work you know kind of more like sitting work other days when I have lots of energy then I'm going to do more projects that are that are that would be good for that you know if I need quiet time then I'm going to do when no one else is around I'm going to do podcasting or other type projects so that way you have your big list and you can adjust based on the different things that pop up in your life but no the first few hours of your day are the best and most sharp and most productive so for me, I'm never cleaning out my closet first thing in the day because I know that's when I'm the sharpest and I, don't, I, I picture those as my most valuable hours. I don't take long appointments or long calls during those times because I wanna, I wanna be my best and I wanna be really strategic about my day and protect my time, but especially that chunk of time for early in the day. We talked about time limits, but I wanted to elaborate on time limits, um, and also huge tasks a little bit. So create time limits for certain things. So maybe it's something that you're like, that you dread doing. Say, cool, I'm just gonna give it 30 minutes. I, 30 minutes, it must be done. For better or worse, that's when we're we're completing it. And then it just like, then you just get into it and you just do it. it. It makes you sort of just face it, not procrastinate, power through it, and then you feel so good that it's done. Along the same lines, For big tasks, like I mentioned, write down in pieces. So there's not this huge, massive thing sitting on your to-do list that you don't even, you, you feel like you'll never have time for, but write it down in little pieces. Write the first couple steps, like I mentioned, and you can even give those steps time limits. So maybe this big, maybe you know that this online course, you wanna write a book, you're gonna take an online course in writing a book and you know that course is four hours long. So that's a big chunk of time, but that's very concrete. You have a set task. It's not this big start a book. It's like, well, where do I even begin? It's like, make that more literal literal and write down the actual first step and create those time limits so the tasks that seem dreadful have, you know, it's like they have light at the end of the tunnel. You know, You know, listen, I'm gonna get through this 30 minutes of pain and then I'm done and then I'm outside walking the dog or whatever it is that you love. Also, interesting, sometimes it's better to know when you need to pay someone or outsource something. If you don't like doing it, or if you know it's just going to take you a really long time, whatever the project is, think about it. For room parent stuff, I used to love doing every single thing from scratch. I used to really enjoy that. Now that I'm on my third baby, I've been a room parent for, you know, eight years, lots of times in multiple classes per year. I still love doing it, but I have more on my plate with more children and just more going on in life. And also I've kind of checked the box on that, to be honest, I've done between, you know, like starting at the beginning and cutting fabric to make a decorated door design and hot gluing every single thing. I am at a stage where I don't feel like I have to do it from scratch. And there are so many incredible small businesses on Etsy. And this is a perfect example of taking, like for me, 110%, the way I wanna do it is I think of my own idea. I find something on Pinterest and Google. I flip it and make it my own. I make it custom with the kids' faces and the names. And I do do it every bit of it myself, right? That's 110% to me. The 90% version is... You go on Etsy, you find someone who's already done something similar. You can add in your own things, make it personalized, or when it comes, add some personalization. And you know, for $22, you can, in 20 minutes of researching it, it can be done. And at your door in a week, you add your own little tiny personal touch and it's up. Something that I would have probably spent four hours designing the perfect door design. I just spent 20 minutes on Etsy. I spent $22, which for me, four hours of my time is worth more than $22. So that's a big win. And then you get it. And then you you put your little, somehow your personal touch on it and you put it up and it's done. And think about how many more tasks on your to-do list you can get done because you just turned a four hour project at 110% effort into a 20-minute project at 90% effort, but nobody knows the difference. Nobody knows your big grand idea and it's a door design at the end of the day. I really try to get clear on the things that matter to me and my big priorities, and I still care about the little things. I just don't allow them or I don't allow myself to spend so much time or so much money. So the lesson here is, Know when it's better to pay somebody else to do it. If it's something you don't like doing, it's gonna take you too long, you're not really good at, think about maybe I should have somebody else do this. You don't get a medal for so many things that you think you do. You know what I mean? You don't have to make every healthy meal from scratch and make every room, parent, door, decor by hand with fabric and glue gun. You just don't have to. There are no awards at the end of it. If you love it and it makes you feel good, then it's a good use of time for you. But if you feel overwhelmed by your to-do list and you feel like you have so many things and you're just you feel behind on things, then you're probably at the stage of life where I've been for a while that it's like it's more like your 90% is the best because it feels so good to jam through so many more things. And it's like move, make a decision and done, move on, make a decision and and, and move on. It's just it's just the best. And those little things care, of course. Like you you gotta care about, you have to care about more than just the big picture things, right? But don't care so much about the things that don't matter to where you hold on to possession of it. Like I have to do this class party this certain way. Or like the gift, how I started out the podcast saying I have to do this gift basket for her in this exact way, like there's no other way around it. Realize that another idea. That's going to be way easier on your life is just as good. Yeah, it's different. It's not what you thought, but try to not be emotionally attached to things that aren't a big thing in life, you know? And don't sweat or spend too much time on the things that aren't your big priorities or your big goals or the big, big things that matter to you because you'll have so much more time, more free time to get out and enjoy when you're doing things so much more efficiently. I'm telling you, this has changed the game for me as far as being able to get a lot done. I always, like for Valentine's Day for my kids, my kids' Valentine's, I wanted them just because I thought it's so fun. I'd get I'd have cards made with their picture on it. And we, I mean, it'd be like a six step thing for this final Valentine. And now I realize why not go on Etsy? I mean, sometimes I still do things from scratch with the kids. If we're going to do the process together and really enjoy it, hands down, I'll do it. But if it's more like just doing it, like I'm not trying to ever impress other moms or like one up people, never ever. I just love celebrations and holidays and these cool things. But like I said, now, with the internet and all these different things, you can hop on Amazon or even better, you can hop on Etsy and support a small business and have your kids look through different designs that someone else has already done. And it comes all packaged. And again, you can add your, your, your little creative touch on a, on a finished item. But a lot of times you can spend less money and less time and it works that valentine to you is probably the 90% version it's not the 110% version if you go to you know the craft store and then you go to the candy store and then you go to another store and you put it all together but now you're you know 5 hours into building valentines versus 30 minutes in with you know an online search and an order and again not to say that you shouldn't do things if if you love it totally do it. But if it's another thing on your to-do list, sometimes we just have to make things easy. And if they become, if you're doing it, if you're doing it one way and it becomes not easy, allow yourself to say, maybe I need to adjust this plan. Maybe I need to jump ship, not hold on to this and just be okay with another plan because then I can get to so many more things. For me, it's freeing. It's freeing because I take these bigger tasks, and I just make them feel so much more doable. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to plan this vacation in one sitting, and then I'm going to move on. I'm going to do this. And some things you need to do really thoroughly. Like if you're planning a vacation, maybe you need to book transportation when you arrive and this, but rather than letting myself sort of be indecisive or, you know, I'll think about it. But once I've thought about it and made decisions, I sit down and I execute the whole thing. And a lot of times, I end up doing things when I kind of do it in this this efficient way, where I'm just gonna, I'm just sitting down, I'm just doing this vacation. I'm not gonna allow myself to get distracted or answer emails or text messages or do anything else. It's I'm almost more thorough, even though I'm working faster and I'm getting it done in such a shorter amount of time than before. Because I'm fully focused, okay? We land, then what do we need? Okay, we need a car to take us to the hotel. Okay, once we're at the hotel, are we gonna stay there? Uh, Is there any chance we need to rent a car? Okay, what dinners we need to book? Three dinners, done. You know what I mean? Like it just becomes, because you're focused and walking through each step, like the vacation idea, you're so efficient with it. Rather than doing a little dabble in it here and then a little dabble in it there, sit down, do it all at once. In a lot of cases, I think you'll be a lot more thorough and do things even better, you know, kind of it really more thoroughly and without errors, but it will take you so much less time. I'm telling you, I cannot even believe that I love doing things at 90% because it feels good to get more done. I have more free time. I don't feel like always like I'm always behind that my to do list is weighing me down, and I can never catch up because I'm not trying to make everything you know the best it could ever be in the universe. I'm just getting it done, it's great, and then I move on. I hope that this podcast gave you lots of ideas of when to know when ninety percent is best, how to get more done, and be happy, be efficient, be decisive, be quick with it, and be able to get more done and then have freedom in life to do all the things you love with the people you love to do them with. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast.